Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andy Murray from What Culture to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite Fight for the Fallen. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also this is Rampage, baby, Raw, SmackDown, <laughs> NXT, but oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with the Bliga Quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by man Andy Murray. Mandy mm, Murray. Mandy Murray. It's me. Uh, to look ahead to Fight for the Fallen tonight. Uh, no more Fighter Fest, but still an absolutely stacked show tonight, Andy. We've got the return of Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara, and Dante Martin going at it. And mm. three championship matches. How are you feeling? Yes, yeah, a tidy one on paper, isn't it? Um, I think Fighter Fest week one had similar vibes going in where you looked at the card and everything on paper looked really, really appealing. Uh, continues this run of big titled shows, Blood and Guts, of course, in mm. that in that kind of... Was Road Rager recently as well? Or did Feels I, like I, it, doesn't it? Yeah, there's been a bunch of them recently. It's really hard to keep up, so... Yeah, there's, there's, we we have this every summer with AEW, don't we? Where we have this stock run of named shows, and it's it's cool. It's a good time. Quality, uh, you know, varies week to week quite a lot at the moment. But uh, yeah, I mean, on paper, this is this is a, another really really great card, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Last week, you know, kind of mid level show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, some highs, a, a few lows main event um, <laughs> we'll talk more about eddie later yeah uh, poor eddie man he didn't deserve that but yeah here we are yeah on paper like you say some absolute barn burning matches uh let's start with the interim aew championship match uh john moxley defending the title against a man i love to hear you see the name of rush <laughs> <laughs> rush Roosh, yeah, Roosh. Um, who's been a revelation since mm. he arrived in, in AEW. Undefeated, um, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's seemingly... Ten-match undefeated streak. Yeah, they were talking about that on the yeah. road, too, which is real well worth a watch just for Ricky Starks yet again. Again, every single week at this point, isn't it? So good. He's having a moment. He's having a moment. Uh, but you feel, you know, you and I were talking about All Out coming our way at the start of September. I think you'd probably hope for, you know, injury-permitting, 
uh, Moxley, CM Punk. Mm -hmm. Right, let's decide who the undisputed world champion is. And therefore, we think Moxley's going to retain, but this is going to be one to watch. Yeah, it's going to be tidy. Um, It's one of those AEW matches where the outcome, I don't think, is in any doubt whatsoever. So it becomes about what the wrestlers can do to instill some doubt in you during the bout. So I'm very interested to see what him and Mo- uh, what Moxley and Roosh come up with together. Uh, two brawlers, two guys who hit really hard. Uh, Roosh in particular, over this past couple of singles matches, battering guys. Like the Penta match was like, it, it progressed for about a minute and it looked like both of them just went, okay, let's kill each other now. <laughs> uh, not the cleanest match in the world, but I think it kind of benefited from being a bit rough. And he had a great match with Dragon Lee, his brother, uh, his former stablemate in La Faction Ingobernable. I'm so I've glad you said that. Probably destroyed the pronunciation there. <laughs> but um, He had that match at Death Before Dishonor, which was really awesome as well. So yeah, he's going to hit Moxley really hard. And Moxley obviously has no pro- problem whatsoever returning in kind. Moxley works extremely well with people who will brawl with him. His match with Big Tommy Shii uh, from the G1 Climax in 2019 is uh, one of his best matches ever. So, you know, he works well with this kind of guy. Roosh is a different personality completely to Big Tom, of course. Uh, He's got that immense physical charisma that Moxley has as well. Um, Both guys do sometimes have a bit of sloppiness in them. So there is the prospect that parts of this might not be the smoothest thing mm-hmm. in the world but the your your hope with about like this will be that that kind of contributes to the roughness and and the feel that this is just a scrap between yeah. two guys who fight um yeah this this should be a lot of fun um as always with AEW, whenever a match like this comes about and it's someone who hasn't been around very long, you get a lot of people talking about rankings and going oh my god doesn't make any sense and all this stuff People erect these crazy barriers in front of themselves to stop them from enjoying things yes. uh, a lot of the time. And yeah, well, I do think that's a relatively valid thing. He's not been in AEW long. He's only had a couple of matches. Uh, sometimes small things like that aren't really worth moaning about. Yeah. Um, they're going to rattle each other's jaws. I always come back to this one when we have this argument. and I, To a certain extent, I do agree. If you're going to yeah. have rankings, why not use them? But also, UFC has rankings. UFC uses rankings. And UFC also went... George exactly. St. Pierre's back. He's straight into the world title picture. So Exactly. They're a tool, not a crutch, like yeah. everything else in pro wrestling. Not every single thing is going to be uh, enabled the same way. And look, uh, Ring of Honor is now part of the AEW universe. I can't believe I just said that. What a horrendous <laughs> man I am. Um, and across both promotions, he's 10-0 and 0 at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Rich. So that's pretty solid. Yeah, right? I'd rather that than them say, oh, he's 20-0, and 0, but it's all on dark yeah. because... Yeah, yeah, he be. I've seen him wrestle. He's bad some people. I think you were the first person to ever introduce me to Roosh. I might have been. Yeah, I, I've I've been a Roosh fan since I discovered his wars with the great L.A. Park, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> who you, the, who was La Parka in WCW, um, before losing that ring name to another wrestler who sadly passed away uh, in the past few years. But yeah, they, since I discovered their work in Mexico, I've I've really enjoyed this guy. I really enjoyed him in Ring of Honor before the shutdown and before like Gresham's ascent as the guy in that company. Yeah, Roosh is awesome, man. Not the most technical or refined wrestler in the world, but just this charismatic, sexy brawler <laughs> yes. with the kind of Kirk Hammett hair. I, I really enjoy I him. Bull thing that he has as well yeah. for his entrance. Yeah, the music's underrated too. Like, and him and Andrade have immense history and chemistry. It's just a good act. I like Andrade coming to the ring these days with a nice uh, a nice spirit. 
in his glass. <laughs> That's a nice classy touch. But hey, Andrade will be looking to protect himself ahead of Ric Flair's last yes. match this weekend. So maybe we won't see much from that. Maybe a run in from Jeff Jarrett. Who bloody knows? <laughs> Just a quick Karen word. Karen Jarrett with the shoe. <laughs> quick word on uh, La Parker as well, because we uh, we talked about him on the Raw review this week. Uh, yeah. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. We reviewed. Great man. We reviewed the match with uh, Buff Bagwell, where Buff oh, wow. just went, come on, kick me in the back of the head then. But I always think of you and I think of La Parker as well, because of, I think it was you who shared the yeah. little clip the of him hitting Goldberg with a chair, doing a little dance, and yeah. then turn around getting speared out it, of his goddamn shoes. It's the greatest squash match of all time. If you've not seen El La Parker then versus Goldberg from WCW, uh, search for it, find it. It's a minute long. It's a hoot. Yeah, it's great stuff. A hoot? Uh, Moxley to retain, though. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, the women's title match, uh, do you see uh, another retention here? Because let's not forget, and I, I, you're going to pronounce it better than I do. I was going to say Miu Yamashita, but I think... Yamashita. See? Thunder Rosa said Yamashita, and go. then Excalibur said... Yeah, I think... What, uh, what did you say? Yamashita. Yamashita. So, like, yeah, like, these pronunciations, generally, like, no one's going to shout at you if you say Yamashita. Um, and hey, maybe my pronunciation is wrong as well. Uh, but you know, I try. I try to go with how I hear people pronouncing the names mm. when I'm watching like Tokyo Joshi Pro songs uh, shows and stuff. Tokyo Joshi Pro songs, <laughs> and they have a few former idols, but you know, they're not a band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is this. I love this. I love that things like this exist. I love that a really awesome wrestler who I've enjoyed for a while from from a Japanese company can come over to AEW uh, and they can have a fun match with a fun opponent that they can get over and then maybe in six months they'll come back and they'll do another match and they'll be really over and everyone will go, oh, Miu's back. Awesome. I like that last match. The wider wrestling world kind of coming together under this umbrella I think is the most awesome thing on the planet. Uh, this this is re- the really interesting way this came, came together as well is Tony Miu was in the US to work some indie dates. Tony Khan booked her for Dark, loved the performance, went, hey, I want to put you in a title match. And here we are. They put together the Tokyo Joshi Pro match that, that Yamashita won, beating Thunderosa uh, a few weeks ago that aired on Dark and was very good, but you could tell from the way it was paced that they, they were saving up for something bigger. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, the, this is... I, I love this so much. Um, and I don't know anything about Yamashita, yeah. she's, right? She's awesome. But I've been told all I need to, yeah. on, on TV, I've watched The Road to, obviously, but even on TV, they said, well, Thunder, you got pinned yeah. in, like, a championship qualifying match, effectively. Yeah. So put the title on the line. Yeah, and... Uh, any excuse to see more Thunder Rosa on my telly as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, as much as I like her cutting promos and getting handed sandbags, <laughs> uh, it's it's yeah. far more Curse preferable. You, to, far more preferable to see her donning that awesome face paint and kicking kick, ass, kicking the crap out, kicking ass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I would like to see her wrestle a little bit more as well. Um, but you know, recent you know first few weeks as champion. First few months, really, uh, you could ask questions about her television time, and she did, um, as we reported, ask questions mm-hmm. about her television time. Um, but she's she's been featured relatively well. I like I like her and Tony. I think it's a fun pairing. But her and Miu is going to be it's going to be awesome. Like Yamashita is going to win a lot of fans with this match. I think um, primarily like a, a kick based offense, very very crisp, very stiff. She has a real martial arts background. Uh, that she brings to pro wrestling. So that's to be expected. 
but she's got this like cold aura about her as well that I think I, I say this all the time is a bit Shibata-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes across as just the hardest person alive. And I think they're going to mesh really well as they did in the first match. Um, I think the ceiling is exceptionally high for this. I honest to goodness, not to send people's expectations through the roof, but I think it could be one of the best AEW women's title matches ever. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think it's endless. Like, well, say what you will about the booking, right? When you could, when you do a match and the champion gets pinned or whatever, we've seen that so many times before. Um, sometimes it's all right if the booking isn't this immaculate, tightly wound thing, if the end result is fun, and this is fun. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Yamashita winning hordes of new fans. Uh, there's been a bit of weird, you know, there's always weird stuff. On online these days, and you should never put too much stock into this because it's never in good faith. But there's people going, who's this person who's fighting for the belt? And, and Kenny Omega spoke to it earlier today, actually, and said, no, this is really awesome. You should maybe pay more attention. Because <laughs> for me, like with wrestling and music and everything else, any other, any art form, the joy is finding new things that are cool. So when someone says, this person is really cool, you should check them out, you might like them. I think, okay, I might like them. Yes. And going with that mindset, increasingly it feels like a lot of people are like, no, I've never heard of them, therefore they are meaningless. <laughs> and it's it's wild how close-minded people are in that regard. So for me, as much as anyone else, I hope she just kills it uh, and has like this awesome performance in defeat. She's losing, yeah. I think. Uh, be an interesting twist if she didn't. Can you imagine her yes. carrying that belt around Tokyo Joshi Pro? Maki Ito, of course, is over in Tokyo Joshi oh, Pro. Yeah. Uh, another one. So that relationship is really fruitful. Yeah. And I love it so far. And uh, Yuka Sakazaki, of course, has been in... Uh, I, sorry, I go on this tangent. Whenever, whenever I'm, I have a window to talk about, like obscure wrestlers that I like from Japan. It's, like, it's nice to hear someone be passionate about it. Like, I don't know anything about it, so I'm just, I just like, drinking it in. I just think like if, if there's an opportunity for like me to put these things over and for even one person to go, hey, I'm going to go and watch some Tokyo Joshi Pro or some DDT exactly, or whatever. Yeah. I think that's awesome if someone does that. So yeah, watch watch some Mio. If you like it tonight, go and, watch, go and find some more. Well, uh, speaking of which, it's a women's match. And on this podcast, when we talk about AW in a women's match. It's time to play the game! <laughs> that game, and I'm never going to do this justice. I didn't know if Triple H came out to that on Raw this week. <laughs> or oh, the pop. Oh, it's this ladies' night. I'm thinking, oh, uh, and that game, uh, Andy Murray, is the fact that AW inexplicably only seems to book one women's match a week on AW Dynamite. Yep. <laughs> so chances are we'll get this match. We'll probably get a Jade Cargill promo alongside yeah. it. Arguing with Stokely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little bit different this week because there's lots of title matches. Uh, so and God knows what order they're going to put things to open. I sense probably Moxie Roosh main events this show. Yeah. So and shout out to uh, to Adam Blair who regularly uh, keeps us posted in terms of what time this goes down on uh, on the show Adam. on fight. Yeah. Shout out to Adam Blair. Yeah. Um, I'll, 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 shall I go first to sort of give you a ballpark figure? Yeah. Go on then. Uh, I'm going to go one hour. 15 minutes into okay. AW Dynamite. That is when, by the way, to cl- clarify, the first the first note of one of the women in this match's sure. uh, theme plays. Okay, interesting. Uh, that is where you'd expect it every single week, right? That kind of in last, there, yeah, yeah, that ballpark, like, you know, quarter hour number six or seven or whatever. It's exactly 
cannot fault the logic in that pick whatsoever. And if I was a betting man rather than an idiot on a podcast who does one of these every month or whatever, I would pick that as well. However, I'm going to choose to be a foolish optimist. I love this. I'm going to be a moron and say minute zero of this show. show. Yes, I'm going to say against my better judgment that they're going to give them a big spotlight and they're going to let them kill each other in the opener. They're going to go 15-20. They're going to have this hot pace-setting opener that the crowd will be really invested in. Where are we tonight? Where's Dynamite tonight? Is it a hot town? It's a very good question. Whilst you talk more about this show, I will rapidly Google this. So I reckon you're going to get your introduction and then the music for the challenger, Mew Yamashita. Or maybe we'll start in the ring because they've given them so much time. They do that from time to time. But yeah, I I don't think that's actually going to happen, by the way, but it's what I'm going with because you've got to be brave. You've got to be bold. I got very distracted there. I thought they'd written the name of the town <laughs> and they've just written the, the thing they're doing it for. I mentioned uh, before it was for some marine. It's for uh, Oceana protecting the world's oceans. I was like, oh, where's that? Where they're doing it in an Oceana. We've got Hold a few on. of them here in the UK. <laughs> uh, it is going down in da, 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 riveting audio this. No, nope. <laughs> they've decided not to put the town on this page. That I'm looking. Oh, at. they haven't put it on cage match. Uh, Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. That sounds about right, doesn't I it? I have no idea how hot that town is or how cold it is for wrestling, but we'll find out, won't we? July 27th. Yeah, AEW Dynamite and Rampage, Worcester, Massachusetts, the DCU Center. Okay, all right. We'll see you tonight. But I love that. It's a bold strategy, Cotton, and I kind of hope you're right. Yeah, I'm wrong. I don't think you will. I'm be, definitely wrong. Yeah, hey, it's going to be like one minute big, twenty. There's a big gap. It could be. It could be. If it's you know thirty minutes into this show, then you will still win. You're closest, yeah. but we'll we'll revisit that on the review tomorrow, and we'll move on next to the FTW Championship. We have uh, already talked about. Absolute peace that is Ricky Starks, and just um, what a, what a role he is on, yeah. especially in terms of cutting promos. Uh, but tonight he could be cursed. <laughs> He's going up against Venice, Vable, Malev, Danhausen, who called him Richard last week, which was good. <laughs> Hello, Richard. He called it also in the road to, I believe, the swearing title. Yes, yes, Dan Housen is going to wear the swearing title. I can do a good impression of him for like a sentence. I like that, And then it goes off the rails. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I I like Dan Housen. I love Dan Housen. I want to see him get his head caved in tonight. Me too. (laughs) I I want Powerhouse Hobbs to hit Dan Housen so hard that the face paint goes flying off (laughs) his face. That's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, I I love this weird guy walking around... It was the 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 when he really clicked with me was when he had that segment with Hook when he was getting really frustrated and he went in the ring and went I've had enough of you like the mere concept that this man could possibly have had enough yes. of Hook is mental. Um, so I, I, I he's so strange. I love him so much. He he's a smart guy as well. Figuring out that okay. Um, the, let's come up with a really outlandish gimmick that's going to get over and it is really over whether you like it or not. Um, this is peculiar, really peculiar booking, but I'm into it. So I don't know what's going to happen here. Ultimately, it doesn't matter all that much, right? Because the FTW world title is one of these 
A lot of AEW is really overanalyzed. It's the I think AEW is the most overanalyzed promotion in the world, primarily. <laughs> it's just the way the nature of things are these days. Like, everything gets picked apart to the the, the crazy degree that really mm. doesn't matter. But the FTW world title, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's never defended. It, it, it's always just been a trinket. It's always just been... A, a cool little thing on some bad, hard guy's waist. Yeah. That's all it ever was. It was never this serious, prestigious wrestling belt or anything <laughs> like that. So you can kind of mess around with it and put it on Danhausen if you want. I do think that Richard is going to beat him. Yes. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think maybe there'll be some form of skullduggery involving powerhouse Hobbs getting involved, some chicanery. Um because him and Ricky are just having this moment at the moment. I thought they were going to be tag team champions. I really did. Yeah. Uh, I'm not disappointed that... Uh, well, I, I, I'm i disappointed that they aren't, but I'm not disappointed that Lee and Swerve are, if that makes sense. Disappointed what they're doing with Lee and Swerve right now, but yes. Oh, well, I assume we'll talk about that in a bit. Yep. Because um, I have some concerns. Uh, but yes, strange. Danhausen's a fun wrestler, so they'll they'll concoct some magic. Ricky wrestles to his character as well. I don't know if this is a, this is a compliment or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. There is going to be a moment in this match where it's going to be far more likely than in the main event one would assume, John Moxley versus Roosh, that Starks is going to get hit with something or Starks is going to go down, maybe miscommunication between Hobbs. Who knows what Hook's role is in all this, of course. I have some thoughts on that. But he's going to go down, and I'm going to think, oh my God, Dan Housen's going to be FCB champion. <laughs> Taz's head's going to explode. And it's not going to happen. I agree. I think, I yeah. think Richard... Leaves with Richard. his belt that he's I held for over a year now. Taz commentating on this is going to be amazing. Oh, hey. hang on, wait a second. Oh my god, <laughs> him, him insulting Danhausen on commentary. <laughs> Hook is a really interesting factor of this as well, though, because I've seen people fantasy booking kind of like Starks and Hobbs beating Danhausen down afterwards, and Hook making the save to mm -hmm. break away from Team Taz. I think that Hook and I think that everyone in Team Taz has a long-term babyface future, personally. I agree. Um, and soon. But at the same time, if you want to heat Hook back up, and I think he does need heat back up a little bit, I think it'd be really cool if you turned him outright and he beat the crap out of Danhausen as well with oh. the boys. I think that'd be cool too, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, we did a news the other day, Andy. And As we were prone to doing. Yeah, we, we quite like doing that sort of thing. Um, but I can't tell you how happy it made me because I came in and. 
All I saw initially was update on several AW injuries, mm. and that can mean a whole multitude of things, whether we find out that they're going to be gone for potentially a year yeah. with, with certain people with certain injuries, or the sheer relief, the wave of relief that washed over <laughs> me as it seemed to be implied, and it's not been fully confirmed, obviously, that we could buy all out, have Punk, Omega, and Danielson back. And Danielson mm. is back tonight. It's yes. the return of Brian Danielson. Nice, easy match to come back to. <laughs> Daniel Garcia is threatening to stretch him all over Worcester. Yeah, and it's it's Brian Danielson. So, you know, when he's been out with concussion concerns, they'll probably do a headbutt spot <laughs> um, to leverage that drama into pro wrestling. That's what, that's what he does. It's what he does. Remember the... The, the Kenny Omega match at, at Grand Slam when Kenny was just running full force into his face with oh. his knees. It's just crazy. That's what he does. He's a, he's, a, he's a nutty guy. But yeah, good to have Danielson back. When you when guys like him and their history get hurt, you start going, oh boy, oh brother, this isn't great. But you never know. You never know until uh, they actually bounce back. This is a really neat piece of booking. Uh, Utah versus... Garcia, Death Before Dishonor, was excellent. I thought it was a great match. And you had Regal on commentary doing great work, talking about how we banned Utah from grabbing the rope in these pure rules match because if he wants to prove himself worthy of the Blackpool Combat Club, he should escape Garcia's holds by wrestling, not taking shortcuts. I love that. And then talking about how, well, we didn't bring Garcia into the Blackpool Combat Club because if you take up all the best wrestlers, who do you wrestle to get better? Good point. So here we are. Garcia's just lost to Utah, a death before dishonor. He put the middle finger in his face when Utah went for the code of honor after the bell, the handshake. Uh, and now he done messed up because as a consequence of all this, he has to face the the technical genius, Brian Danielson, the kind of in-ring doyen of this group. Uh, it's it's such great booking. They've already wrestled each other before. I feel like in a similar way to like Matt Moxley's matches with with Wheeler Utah got progressively more and more competitive and better. Uh, he's had similar with Dante Martin, who he's wrestled a few times as well. Like starts with a squash, goes to something more competitive, and then we get something awesome. I think we'll get something here. Similar, maybe not on the tier of the great Moxley Utah match that will finish highly on many a AEW fans match of the year list, but I think we're going to get an uptake, and I can't believe, I can't wait. Sorry to have Danielson back. I know he's only been gone a couple months, but it feels like a lifetime. I'm going to say this: I think Brian Danielson sucks kind of right now. Yeah, he's rubbish. He can't wrestle. I look around the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> John Moxley, tart around his waist. Claudio Castagnoli, tart around his waist. Wheelie Ewer, tart around his waist. William Regal, I love you. I can hear you t read the dictionary. <laughs> Brian Danielson. Brian, what are you doing, mate? You've just got a white T-shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, Do you think that's maybe the, the future of him going after another title? I don't know what title. Or a tag, bloody... TV? Ring of Honor TV, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. That'd be cool. Oh, oh Samoa Joe. Yeah, that'd be tidy. <gasps> that would be super tidy. Because Joe, man, like... Joe can kick some ass still. You. Like, Joe, Joe can go. Samoa go. Um, that Jay Lethal match was such... It was awesome. Yeah. I, I, it was like, I'm not, not saying I was going into the pay-per-view thinking it was going to suck or whatever, but I wasn't that invested in it. Even though I was attached to the Ring of Honor history, like I thought, mm, 2022, what are they, they going to do? And it was just so heated and yeah. so much fun. Um, yeah, him and Joe could be awesome, but I don't know. You could potentially have him versus 
Punk for the world title. You could just send Brian over to Japan for a month and try and claim the IWGP, you know? Oh, there's like, you know, there's all sorts you could do. He could go after the Never Open Weight or the IWGP US. Like him and him. What's and the one I like with the. Is it the Open go, the, go go to Dragon Gate? Is it Open the Dream Gate? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Go to Dragon Gate. I love Gate. that one with a little lock on it. Yeah. I'm not sure who holds that. Oh, it's Kai, I think, last time I watched Dragon Gate. That's an interesting combo. But yeah, why not? Why not go over there? Why not go to DDT and face Kazusada Higuchi? Sorry, I'm on my BS again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm very excited to see Brian Anderson back in the ring, though, yeah. and uh, screaming about kicking his flipping head in. What about go to WWE and get the 24-7 title? <laughs> well, the forbidden door is wide open now, well, apparently. I'm sure. <laughs> um, it sort of links a little bit in with, with Sammy Guevara, because obviously Sammy Guevara is now part of or aligned with the Jericho Appreciation yeah. Society. So that's why uh, he wasn't in the cage. Yes. He uh contrivances. He faces Dante Martin tonight and they're gonna do some mad bollocks, aren't flippy, they? Flippy do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be your popcorn match. This is gonna be your uh incredibly dazzling, precise eyeball popping spot fest of a match with two incredibly athletic guys trying to outdo each other with increasingly elaborate stunts, which plays specifically into Sammy's character now. You know, there's the age-old thing about how heels shouldn't work too flashily because that makes the crowd pop, and there's weight to that in some arguments, but in this case, it works to his character because he's a flashy show-off, and he wants to be, like, the center of attention and all this stuff, and when he does this crazy flip, and he gets up, and he's posing, and he's looking like a prick, you're going to want to punch him in the face more, so it nullifies the yeah. flashiness a little bit. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pure popcorn show, like fireworks coming out your eyeballs. Um should be a lot of fun. Dante is this guy who he's had kind of moments in the sun in AEW, but he's also still like 22, 23. He's so young um, that he's not necessarily a guy you even need to push or protect at this stage. He's got decades ahead of him. Um, so he's a really interesting guy to use in this spot. I think Sammy wins uh, yeah. as well. Um, Hamphlet, I think it was suggested on, on the Rampage review that we could get, uh, I was going to say evil, but I'm going to say dark. A dark, <laughs> uh, evil version of uh, two great young high flying prospects because you've already had Stokely potentially, you know, get the ear of Lee Moriarty. Yeah. And if he gets Dante Martin, then he both just kick the crap out of Matt Sidal on Friday. Oh, Matt Sidal's. Please love and go for himself, yeah, basically. He's going to have to open more than his third eye in that yes. case. Isn't he? Uh, but I, I think, regardless of whether or not that happens, uh, Sammy wins. Pos possibly. 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 Uh, in relation to, well, what do you reckon's going on? What's next for, for Eddie Kingston? Because uh, we went into last week, uh, myself, the dad, and, and yourself going, well, obviously, yes. obviously Kingston it's wins good that. Hand. He's Kingston good wins that. The feud finishes. What they did instead was give Jericho the win to potentially set yeah. him up as a sort of safety net, maybe, if Punk's not ready for all out. Yeah. And they tried to have their cake and eat it too, and it just didn't work of like, well... Kingston lost, yeah, but he said he was going to make Jericho bleed, and that's how last week's show finished. Like yeah. it was not good. You, 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 yeah. you said so yourself. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, that's not a win. Throwing a guy onto some barbed wire after you've already had a barbed wire match, after his goober mate interfered to to help him win. Finish. Yeah, it's just it's just not good. Um, not good at all. 
I, I'm kind of at a loss with this. It's like you could conceivably keep the feud going, but it's gone past the point where you wanted it to end. You wanted it to end last week, but not the way it did. So now it does feel to me like Jericho is maybe being warmed up for that op spot opposite Moxley if Punk isn't available, which is a distinct possibility. And it's logical. He's a big name. He's been doing good work aside from, you know, last week. Uh, although I don't think it was necessarily the wrestler's fault. It was more the booking and the 70 interferences. Yeah. Um, but Eddie's, Eddie's great character-wise at clawing his way out of terrible situations, uh, like grim darkness, like in the wake of his Moxley defeat, he rebounded from that. Perfect. You know, all we need, all we need is the graphic appearing on Twitter today. Eddie Kingston addresses his enemies to <laughs> the wrath of Khan. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need. He'll, he'll be fine. I have no worries about him whatsoever. Yeah, he's one of those, he can have almost anything happen to him in a ring. And if yeah. they treat you shove a live mic in his hand, he'll probably pull it back. Yeah. yeah. But I'm to, I, I saved the exploding barbed wire death match. He did. Forget. Yeah. In one promo, he flipped that around. Uh, and it, suddenly, like, you're never going to forget that all-time bad pay-per-view ending, but Eddie made it okay. Yeah. So you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, the, the, we know what we know about this guy and, like, his his mental health and stuff. He's related it to that, and he he had this panic attack, and he reflected it to, like, a flashback. He had, uh, that's great. That's yeah. that's fantastic. He'll do something similar here. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I just wish he'd won. <laughs> I just wish he'd won. Yeah, I don't know whether they... Decide if, if they do get Punk back, whether they drag it out to another match on pay-per-view between him and Jericho. Although, on earth, stipulation you fought, do following Blood and Guts and... Yeah. Bar well, I mean, exploding barbed wire, I suppose. You've yeah. done barbed wire, Dunkle. now do exploding. Yeah. That's got a great track record, so maybe not that. I will say, it's nice coming out of this pay-per-view. It's not pay-per-view, out of this match... Three or four years ago, because we were also like WWE brained, right? The only American wrestling people had been watching at mainstream level was penned by Vince McMahon. So mm -hmm. when things like seven interferences in one match, there was more than that in that one, actually, uh, with a dirty finish and getting their heat back after the bell. When that stuff happened, your WWE brain would go, oh, they're trying to protect him. Like, oh, they protected him in defeat. They gave him his heat back and all of this stuff. AEW has now been successful in removing that kind of programming from viewers' minds over the course of the past few years that nobody's even having that conversation yeah. now. Nobody's sitting here going, oh, well, Eddie was protected, so it's fine. Nah, everyone just recognizes that it was a crutch and they tried to have their cake and eat it, as you yeah. put it. So I'm glad the conversation has moved on. Uh, six matches on this show. Tidy matches. Could there be a seventh added? Purely because, as you mentioned there... Been the first. This will be the first live show, I believe, that AW will have had since the, all the big Vince news breaking on Friday. Yeah. yeah. So, is there going to be a really quick squash just so we can get a Max Caster up? <laughs> <laughs> like everyone I, said it on Friday, yeah. and it's like they were like, "Oh, it's the rap uh, battle." It's like, well, that was already taped, wasn't it? So you got to across these tapings, you need to have one Max Caster thing. Yes. Maybe, maybe Hoy on Rampage if this is just too Put stacks. it on Rampage. Him and Bowens against, I don't know, Chaos. Get Luther on TV, Chaos. Chaos Project. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you need it. You need it. I would do it on Dynamite as well. I know that would compromise your time somewhere else. And one of these matches would probably get cut a yeah. little bit. But it would be really funny. You see Tony's tweet about being the longest reigning CEO. In so wrestling. fast. Yeah, so quick. And I was like, that's, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, but it was very funny, and it annoyed the right people. Exactly. 
Uh, we also hear from Jungle Boy addressing his enemies tonight. <laughs> Specifically, one enemy, Christian Cage, uh, yeah. because, I, like, I wasn't, I was, I'm conflicted by this. Very happy to see Jungle Boy back. Relieved as well, because we were like, those question marks as to whether he was even going to be back in time. I think we all agree that this can be pulled out till till all out. Definitely. Christian Cage being just a coward and, and, and yeah. hightailing it out of any situation, just like he did last week. My only issue was the whole... Luchasaurus thing of just like, ah, oh, I'm aligning with this guy. And then three weeks yeah. later, just goes up. Oh, actually, I've always been with Jungle Boy. That maybe yeah. needed a bit more time to, to both, simmer. Both of them did, yeah. Um, both of them did. But great to see him back. And uh, I don't know what they do here. Maybe he needs to cut the Christian promo. Cage. Yeah. yeah, it just gets. I'd like to see Jungle Boy have some. Because Christian Cage is obviously gone for everything that he couldn't mention. Yeah. Like, have Jungle Boy have some. Piss yeah. some vinegar about him on yeah. this. Yeah, go after being the second guy in your tag team or whatever. Mm. This needs to be the promo of Jungle Boy's life. This needs to be an absolute ripper. This needs to be the first truly great, iconic, memorial, mem- memorial memorable promo from him. It yeah. needs to be star-making. Um, he's had so much thrown against him. He's had his partner turning and then turning back. He's had Christian destroying him with the concerto. He's been injured. He's had the insults family stuff, the stuff about his father, all of that. He needs to be blistering. If he isn't, he's going to look like a wet tea towel and it's going to really harm him for a while, I think. So it's a risky spot from a guy who has openly said that he doesn't like cutting promos, which is a real hindrance because if Jungle Boy is going to be like a long-term main event babyface pillar of the company... yeah headlining guy, he needs to be able to cut great. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. AEW is a talker's promotion. Anyone who's anyone who's going to make it big here is a great promo, or at least a very good promo. So he needs to prove he can be that here. Does he have it in him? Big question. Young guy, I would never write off someone of his age and go, absolutely not. He's going to flop or whatever. But we've not really seen that with him. We've seen him grow in confidence, definitely. I think that working with Christian Cage has benefited him a lot uh, in how he presents himself and how he comes across. But this is a big night for him. This, yeah. He has to nail this. But I agree. Um, I, th- I think they need people like Jungle Boy and the others uh, who are you know, seen as pillars or, or young guys coming up through this promotion. They need these sort of baptisms of fire because yeah. Yeah, without, yeah. Without, you know, without them being tested, then... We're five, ten years down the line, and all the big talkers in this company, aside from, well, I don't know what on earth is going on with him, but aside from MJF, yeah. are aging out. And then you're like, right, go on. You've yeah. got to cut this impassioned 10-minute promo. And you're like, well, I'm no Eddie Kingston, or I'm no you know, yeah. uh, CM Punk, or whatever you want to say. So I, I'm I'm cautiously hopeful for this, is the best way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, because like, as a talker, I mean, even people who are a bit who haven't been in the company for as long, like a swerve would talk rings around him. Mm. Ricky Starks would destroy him. Um, and it and should be relatively easy to talk about. You've, yeah. You've, yeah. you know, turned on as the moment we lost the tag titles. You've suddenly decided you want to wrestle again. Or, you, you you know, you used our best friend. You shot on, like you say. The uh, material the is issues. right there. It's right there, isn't it? Just talk from the heart. Kill That's, it. Yeah. And say, it. I'm going to get my hands on you and, Ring your bloody neck. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for him because I like him a lot. And he seems like a really nice, gentle guy uh, behind the scenes as well. So I really hope he crushes it. Mm. I think he will. Uh, finally, 
You mentioned Swerve there. Can he overcome the odds tonight? He's in a handicap match with Keith Lee Bland from ringside. Uh, it is Swerve versus Tony Nice and his tiny knees and Mark Sterling. Mm. You were uh, you pulled a bit of a face when I first started talking about this. Yeah, yeah. I don't like this storyline. I'm with you. Yeah, I love me, Swerve. Me love either. Keith. So last week was maybe the most. WWE Raw segment AEW's ever done. Correct. But like a bad Raw segment, not a good one. Um, celebration, branded celebration in itself is the kind of thing you would get across the country in Stanford. Uh, you have the the kind of overemphasized celebrity stuff with Kevin Gates at ringside and every second line, it was like, Kevin Gates, Kevin Gates, Kevin Gates, Kevin Gates. <laughs> and no disrespect to Kevin Gates. I like Kevin Gates, uh, but it was a bit overcooked. You have Kevin Gates punching <laughs> Tony Nese out. Yeah, shout out to Tony Nese, but I like Tony Nese too. It was a great punch. Took that, took that punch very well. Yeah, it was a stiff punch and he took it really well. And then you have, of course, the slapstick comedy of the cake in the face, which is pure Vince McMahon comedy. So good yeah, cake, though. That was stuck very well. Good cake. Good composition. But the segment was no good. Nope. And you've got this, the subplot, of course, of Mark Sterling trying to get Swerve removed from the roster with a lawsuit. Why is he doing that? Specific? I've forgotten why that even is. Yes, yeah, so have I. That's, that that's tells where you I'm you at. Need to know, and I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, I watch every minute of this company's programming, and I'm I'm still right there with you. Uh, so yeah, I think this has the potential to be really cliched. I hope it isn't because Tony's a great wrestler, Swerve is a great wrestler, and I like Mark Sterling as this goober idiot lawyer, like a total coward. Um, and he's been funny in the ring before. Mm-hmm. But this could be slapstick nonsense, and uh, I'm not looking forward to it as much as I like everyone involved. And I should stress that. I think all of them rule. But. Like, I'm not anticipating any any chance of Nice and Sterling getting the victory, but I am anticipating good wrestling between Nice and Swerve. Because yeah. Because we know yeah. just how good they are. And, and it, I'm a Tony nice to, Nice guy, man. It's good to be reminded, yeah, yeah that he I'm is... I'm more of a Swerve guy, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, Tony Nice came in, he signed, and the reaction was like, oh... Yeah, he's good, but do we really need another borderline baseline good wrestler? And I I mean, I disagreed with that to start with. I don't think you can ever have too many good wrestlers, but he's proven a lot of people wrong, Yeah, I think. so. I'd have Swerve win, overcome the odds, put this whole goddamn thing to bed, and then maybe Keith Lee comes down and pounces Mark Sterling out of the stadium and or something. Feels the fire. I'm not going to sing the entrance theme, but it's, but it's, a, good, it's, a, good, it's yeah. a good entrance theme. Fire! I get that in my head for like a week every time I hear it. We were singing the Powerhouse Loves theme earlier, weren't we? Bop, 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 I do that like five times a day in my house. <laughs> my poor girlfriend must be just fed up of this. Uh, well, let us know your <laughs> thoughts ahead of AEW Dynamite. Coming out of the bathroom in the morning, you do the you kneel down, you put your hands in the air like like Will Hobbs, because obviously I'm as cool as muscular as him. It's ironic, because when I get out of the shower, I do the uh, Ricky Starks pose. <laughs> <laughs> The revolution will be televised. Is televised, sorry. Glad he's televised. Yeah, he's a lovely man. Sorry. Peace. Peace. Love him. Uh, but yes, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite. Fight for the Fallen uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... Follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H today stands for Harolder Engolfson. If you know, you know. <laughs> and you're also probably about 40 years old and from Aberdeen. 
Someone's Googling that. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Our NXT Tupac review is available right now. And our review of this show will drop into your feed tomorrow if you subscribe as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the AW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 